Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie out of the greater Cincinnati area. I am so jazzed today. It's warm outside and winter is hopefully coming to an end. Um, we've had at least one, maybe two fake springs so far, as we call them in Cincinnati, or yeah, faux springs, whatever. And uh, it's getting warmer at inspections. We're wearing fewer jackets. Uh, so life is improving for sure. Well, today, today's episode in this uh, successful home ownership show podcast. I'm going to give my wife credit for this one. My wife is Maria McKenzie, and we have been together for 26 years. We have two sons, Matthew and James, and they are 23 and 20 at time of recording. And I'm very proud of both of them, of course. That being said, all right, so what is this episode, and why am I giving my wife credit? Well, she forwarded me this story... This story is titled 150 or 100 to 150 teenagers at Arapahoe County House party when floor collapses. This has to do with a house. It has to do with too much weight on a floor. It has to do with a first floor floor collapsing into a basement during a party with high schoolers and whoever the heck else was there. Wow. I have, uh, I didn't even know where to file that. And I didn't know where to start to, to read it and understand what happened there, except for the fact that I know that floor joists are calculated for a certain amount of weight. They rest on sill plates. They are pinned in. They have, um, They're calculated based on architectural drawings, based on engineer designs of of how to build the house. So could this possibly have been a a miscalculation? I just think you're not supposed to have 150 people in a house. And, And I looked at the front of the house and I go, where the heck did they fit? If somebody raises an arm, they're gonna hit somebody with their elbow and somebody's jaw. So, Danger, danger, young Will Robinson. I, I grew up with um, Lost in Space, and they were repeats when I was watching them. I'll say that. Okay, I'm not that old. Um, and so, danger, danger, young Will Robinson. Don't go in there. Don't go in that attic. Don't don't walk out on that rotted floor for that investor, investor who's buying that house that really needs to be burned down. It's, it's just a horrible property. Um... There are dangers. There really are dangers for home inspectors. And during inspections, when we're there for two to three hours, we do encounter things that can injure us. And these are things that people don't realize. So I want to be entertaining, but I also want to give you some real-world things that we encounter that people just don't think about. They, they pay somebody to do a home inspection, and we are your consultant, and we're not going to go to parties and get drunk and jump up and down on a floor, and man, I, I just, I watched the video of this thing, so I'm going to put this on the, <clears throat> if you pull this up, hopefully you have found it on either Facebook, LinkedIn, or the Google business page, and maybe Spotify, wherever you are that you are listening to this. And there's a story and a link 
to the story for this this property, which is basically a, a suburb of, of Denver. Long story short, I mean that's really what it is. Um, wow, I just can't imagine how fearful and I feel horrible for the for the Utes who fell through the floor and uh, were injured and so forth and so on. We do hear about decks collapsing. I think everybody encounters one of those every year. Somewhere in the news, somewhere in the U.S., there's going to be a deck that collapses because it wasn't attached to the house correctly. And those are those are not things that we encounter at home inspection, but we do call out when we see that the decks are not properly attached. I actually enjoy jumping up and down on a deck or a balcony to see if it is going to handle different things. What if it doesn't? I don't know. I haven't encountered that before, so I'll cross that bridge if it ever happens. Hopefully it won't. I'm smart enough to know that I'm going to jump up and down on the deck for effect for a client. I'm going to darn well be looking at the bottom of it first before I jump up and down. All right, (laughs) so got that out of the way. What are some of the things that we encounter at home inspections? Well, being that we are coming out of winter at this episode, Outside things when there's snow on the ground can be a little tenuous, ice and snow. I've said this before in other, on other podcasts, maybe one, one other time. Walking up and down a hill, put your feet kind of sideways. If you're walking down a hill with ice and snow, do not point your feet straight forward because if you slip, you're going to blow your knee out and that's going to suck. So always go sideways, take very baby steps, make sure that you have good footing before you put your weight on something. Railings are your friend. Um, Don't walk on ice and snow if you don't feel comfortable. Just don't do it. Let the inspector do it. And um, that's probably enough for ice and snow. Goodness. Also, just as a danger young Will Robinson item, don't skip your home inspection. That's scary enough too. Always attend it if you can. If you're an out-of-town investor buying a property on site, um, unseen, um, out of, if you're 2,000 miles away in, in, in say, uh, Pasadena, California, buying a property in Cincinnati as an investment property, definitely you want to talk to your inspector afterwards, read the report, follow through on the items, and don't skip the inspection. That's very, very scary. Skipping inspections because to win a bid, to win a contract, um, my goodness, that really can be a, a scary thing. People are skipping contracts and or skipping inspections, and that, that can lead to future issues, especially if you don't read the full report, you file it away, you pretend it doesn't exist. That's going to be a real problem for the future. We cannot control or predict what the future holds, but we put things in the report to protect you as the buyer. So definitely do that. Please follow through on the report and get the home inspected. Even if you only get it as a honey-do list, as something that you're not going to ask for repairs, but at least get it inspected. Okay. Some other things that I have encountered at inspections. I have gone into a house that later was identified as a meth house. Those things need to be flagged beforehand. 
we really do arm ourselves as much as possible with good information, but sometimes things escape us, okay? You don't want to go in a meth house. I've gone in houses that had mold in the basement that had lots of mold. Um, I've been in houses that have been vacant for more than 20 years. And that's when you look at the ceiling, you look all around, you look up and down, you really got to watch where you step because this house could fall through and the floor could fall through. Not because there's 150 uh, 16, 17, 18 year olds on it, but because the house was rotted and has been being eaten on by termites for the last 20 years. And I have been in one of those. Those are real world, um, real world possibilities as, as a home inspector. Those would be more for property valuations for investors, but those are also problems that we need to take in consideration when we're inspecting a house. And also let's pull the thread of rotted wood and things about uh, floors falling through. I've actually been in a very well-built pole barn where it was built on a hill. And the floor that I had been walking on from up above when I got underneath and looked at the, I guess you call them joists, they were so big and beefy, I would probably call them beams. They were holding up the, they don't really fall in the category of, well, were they two by eights, two by tens, or two by twelves? They were big. That's all I'll say. They were big and probably cut and hewn on sight. That being said, they were eaten up by powder post beetles about 130, 140 years ago, and they were all actually crumbling, and I'm fortunate I didn't fall through the, the floor. So powder post beetle damage, termite damage, carpenter ant damage can be real world stuff that can cause structural issues and be um, really scary items. Other things in attics that we have seen. I have seen parapet walls on the sides of really old buildings. And there's one that's actually in the little neighboring township next to me or town. I probably call it a town. And this building uh, was built probably about 1870. And the third floor has very big beefy members that were handmade for the roof members. But then they had this brick little wall for the sidewalls of the attic. And there were some rods, tie rods, holding these things in place because the wall had cracked and started leaning. When I got in the attic and I felt those rods, they were loose. They were not screwed tight. They were not pulling the parapet walls in like they should. And there's a sidewalk that adjoins it outside. And I, when we were walking by, there was a Dairy Queen that's actually close to it. And I kind of told my two sons, hey, look, let, let's not walk on that sidewalk. Right up above there's that wall <laughs> in that attic that I inspected. And I don't think that's, I don't think the person who bought it after I inspected it really got a whole lot of work done on it. I just don't trust that work. Um, so I don't really want to walk anywhere near that. I didn't say all those words. I just said, hey, don't walk on that sidewalk near that building. Well, how come, Dad? Um, I tried to avoid the, because I said so, because they really need an explanation, especially if you got 
you know, one is a design school person, the other is an engineer. They, they kind of need details to, to satiate them. So I said, well, I inspected that wall up there and it's not real safe. Oh, okay. I understand. Got me out of that one. Okay. So, so walls and structures and so forth, especially the older stuff, if they sit vacant for any period of time, things deteriorate. So as an investor, so let's talk to you investors out there, whether you are uh, several hundred or thousand miles away or in another country, we actually have investors from other countries who are calling us, working through very successful real estate agents who, who refer their clients to us and we inspect the properties for them and they really need a good imagery, a good representation of what they're buying. Why? Because they want to know what kind of expenses they're going to have, if any, in the future. They also want to make sure that their clients don't sue them. They also want to make sure they're buying something that's going to be around another 50 years. Okay? So, so it really does matter how things are structurally put together and there aren't any dangers for the clients and for us when we're walking through them, inspecting them. So powder post beetles, termites, and carpenter ant uh, damage can be real-world problems. Um, and we have certainly walked on enough things that those can be problems. Other things that we encounter in attics and crawl spaces, we've certainly seen a few snakes, although I've not seen any poisonous snakes. Not really afraid of snakes, per se. Um, I'm more afraid of nails in attics when we are in a low attic that has nails coming through the sheathing or the decking and I have to turn my body around to kind of pivot to get from one place to another and you can always whack your head on one of the nails and I've done it I've created some some blood um, I haven't punctured my head completely but enough to kind of make a cut and and go oh when was my last tetanus shot oh yeah I guess it was in the last two years I'm okay I'm good I'm good um, and and kind of wipe your head and move on um, heat in attics, summer inspections with poor ventilation. Whew. We can go in some attics that are 120, 130, 140 degrees, maybe even 150. I don't want to stay in there long and I want to really kind of pace myself. And um, if you kind of calm yourself down, you don't sweat as much, you don't breathe fast, you can get through that attic in good measure and not stay up there too long. Um, that's when you really tell your client, hey, look, I'm coming on out, get off the ladder. I really need to come back down and get out of here and get my water. All good. Thank you so much. Um, sometimes wasps, bees, nests. Uh, the I should think every inspector has encountered the wasp nest inside the outside GFCI uh, plastic covered weatherproof uh, cover and those can be a pain in the butt for sure um, <clears throat> have not been stung before uh, but I definitely have had to avoid a bunch of wasps and bees um, I, I would say that that people are more of, of problematic uh, in the multifamily inspections where no matter how hard we try to get accessibility and schedule the inspection, and let's say it's a four-family house, and we have three out of the four families that are in there, 
one of them just isn't answering the door and we know that there's a dog back there and we can hear people moving around but they're just trying to pretend that oh we, there's no way you can hear us inside here we're not really here um but they're not letting us in that's a that's a pain in the butt and once we get in there oh we didn't know about it um yeah you did um but you're being very difficult and the thing that people need to realize uh, as as buyers of multifamilies the the people that live there are always afraid of a you raising the rent b kicking them out c if you're going to renovate it you're going to raise the rent and they're going to have to be kicked out so they're going to be very difficult so you have to you have to understand the psychology and understand the people that you are um inspecting for and are and and you're buying the property that and they're living there you have to understand the mentality that they have and act accordingly treat them with respect understand and empathize with their situation even if they seem to be really problematic and you're breathing pot smoke and you're dealing with really disgusting mess they're still humans they're still people they still need to be treated with some amount of respect um because they're somebody's children they're somebody's mom dad son daughter whatever um they deserve respect that being said they can irritate the heck out of you and be very difficult and we have learned over the years to work with just about anybody and that's something that we have a have to do as home inspectors we do have to be part babysitter we do have to be part psychologist <clears throat> excuse me we do have to be part sociologist and then we have to also be a technician that can get through the the inspection and understand what we're doing <clears throat> excuse me while i get a sip of liquid here um okay when we are in a four family or duplex or three family or apartment building we have encountered really weird stuff i remember a few inspections where i go in a bedroom oh yeah you know where i'm going with this oh my gosh and there's somebody in the bed and you don't know that they're there and they're like so out of it no it's not cuz they work third shift no it's not cuz they work second shift it's because they are stone drunk or out or drugged or something and you 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 actually are a little fearful you're like are they breathing um so this is where <laughs> the the real dangerous stuff uh you don't know if somebody's going to like sit up and and hold a gun on you or something so inspections of multifamilies i really do have to be very careful and um this is also goes goes hand in glove why with the suspended ceiling tiles you know for commercial inspections with office buildings and so forth we tend to lift those up not so much with the uh 12 foot ceilings and the 1880 uh queen anne um painted lady kind of really beautiful buildings that have suspended ceilings to kind of make them more energy efficient and we don't really want to lift those ceiling tiles up sometimes if there's moisture stains yeah we probably lift one of them up just to just to see if it's current leak and 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 stick our moisture meter on there to make sure it's not leaking still try to determine where the leak's coming from if there is still is one but we have had guns 
drugs, all kinds of stuff drop down on us. So that's, that's, that's a real danger. There's reasons that there are limitations of the inspection. Getting back to that danger, danger, young Will Robinson theme of this podcast. Okay, um, I, I have walked through floors that I felt I could fall through. Um, and these are where we take plenty of pictures to show the investor that there are so many problems in this house. Even if you were to renovate it, you probably would be an upside down pyramid and wouldn't get your money back. You, in fact, would <clears throat> lose money if you tried to sell it because it would be too valuable, too much money into this property for the others around in the neighborhood. It just is, is it really needs to be torn down and, and move on to the next property. There are some that I have encountered where one of the exterior walls, like the brick, starts falling away from the house. And that's where you don't want to walk behind it because that wall could actually fall off, <coughs> excuse me, on some of these balloon frame older buildings where the brick just is so deteriorated from water intrusion that there's not enough strength left on the framing to hold the brick, which weighs a lot of weight. How heavy is it? Really heavy. There's your estimate. Uh, a whole two-story of brick falling away from the house is not really going to be fixed for any um, reasonable amount of money to make that investment worth it. Okay, so we encounter things like that too. There was one where both bathrooms were on the first floor and second floor. Oh no, I'm sorry, it was second floor and third floor and they're on the exterior wall and it just looked like the tub was going to fall through the wall. Yet my investor friend, my excuse me, my investor cu customer was thinking that this is going to be a decent investment. Well, sometimes when things are priced totally different than the other properties, there's a reason for that. And this one definitely turned out to be that. So this was a case where the person spent the amount of money on the property valuation, aka aka um, a, a uh, uh, investment property and they really saved money by not buying a money pit. If you've ever seen that movie, The Money Pit, it's actually worth watching. It's pretty funny, but it's also real world. Um, and so that's the situation you want to avoid. Uh, roofs sometimes have soft spots if we're walking on them. That's another risk. Uh, pools sometimes when you're taking pictures. You gotta watch where you step. As home inspectors, one of the rules that I have really learned over the years is don't walk backwards. I don't care if you're on the ground or on the roof, don't walk backwards. Walk straight in front of you. If you have to walk longer distances to get somewhere, it's okay because you're in control of what your eyes can see. Very important. And if you're walking backwards and you're in a multifamily, and you're breathing in pot smoke, especially the ones near the college campuses, I'm just saying, and there's a lot of them here at University of Cincinnati. I can't go to one that's like, does every college student have a bong? Is that like part of the, I don't know, is that part of the class requirements? Um, I don't know, maybe so. That being said, <laughs> um, the more hazards, 
and and I'll just say this to parents out there. I've at least trained my kids to clean kitchen and clean pots and pans and once you cook something cleaned up the fewer pans and pots that you have with stuff in them the fewer bugs you're going to have there's a relationship there between the population of bugs and food and trash take trash out i do not understand some of the multifamilies that we inspect near the college campuses um it's, it's like Unsee, unsee. I don't want to see some of this stuff. I don't want to have nightmares about it. Uh, disgusting stuff. And I don't think it's just the University of Cincinnati. It's pretty much every college campus. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, all right. I've derailed my train again. But I appreciate you listening. Um, walking outside, too. Uh, holes in yards. Groundhogs. There's things you want to keep track of when you're walking around. And, of course, the landmines. Landmines that don't explode they just stink if you step in them yep you know what i'm talking about dog poop we have to watch out for that too so as inspectors we generally have a couple pairs of shoes um, walk around in socks booties whatever it may be inside the house sometimes we bring crocs or other you know sandal type stuff to walk around the house uh, stuff that we don't wear outside is not going to scuff the floors etc so we do want to take care of people's stuff um, I'll tell you another story of uh, one of the other things that's very dangerous that we deal with. We do deal with electrical panels and electricity. With these types of things, we are not licensed electricians, but we do take the covers off of electrical panels. We do test outlets, and we are dealing with electricity, as I said. Electricity can kill you. It can, if in the right circumstances. Um, there was one time working on my car where somehow the wrench slipped out of my hand. It somehow, wow, it fell onto the car battery. And if you're a guy and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It arced. It shot out a lightning bolt. Okay. If I had been anywhere near, I, it was probably two feet away from me that that bolt shot out. One of those cases where you watch a TV show on one of the cable channels says, I shouldn't be alive. Somehow I got the wrench off of the battery. I do not know how I did it. I've, it's scarred out of my memory and I've forgotten. But I'm going to tell you this. Part of that wrench was missing. What do you mean? Well, it melted. It vaporized. It disappeared. The atoms and electrons... Or the electrons from the atoms from the wrench somehow and I took thermodynamics and physics in college and I know that energy is not lost or gained it is just passed on from one place to the other something absorbed the energy but that wrench is missing part of its metal it's gone it's not in the battery it's I don't know where it is maybe it's on the planet Zorton that being said uh, we do deal with electricity and it's dangerous. There was one time at a condo that I inspected and it's a townhouse style condo. Townhouses are condos that have upstairs, downstairs, etc. They may have a garage, they may not. But I was upstairs in a bedroom closet that appeared to be a normal closet and it had a normal light fixture in there. The cheapo light fixtures with the 
porcelain or ceramic and you pull the chain and it turns on the light. Well, this one didn't turn on the light. It shot out a flame. Scared the crap out of me. I, oh man. And that flame burned for about five seconds and I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, what do I do? Um, So it went out. I made sure the light was off. Nothing was hot anymore, but the light bulb was toasted. Um, Fortunately, there were no clothes in the closet. After a little bit of thought and deduction, I figured that the person renovated it, didn't know what the heck he was doing, and he reversed the wires or stripped the wires so they had probably the positive and neutral touching each other without any sheathing on them. So it, yeah, did one of those and shot out a, a flame. So I remember talking to the listing agent who wanted me to keep the breaker on. And I said, no, I'm not keeping the breaker on. We don't really flip breakers. In fact, we don't flip breakers, but I turned the breaker off because I didn't want any electricity going to that bedroom to affect anything. So hopefully that got fixed. But that that just really scares the crap out of you. Um, So those types of things can happen. Uh, one of my inspectors, I remember, took a cover off an electrical panel, and there was a unsheathed wire of a branch, uh, one of the breakers, a 15-amp breaker, and the wire was so close to the panel, less than a millimeter, without any sheathing on it, just about touching the panel. If that had touched the panel, that would have electrocuted him. So we do have real-world things um, we're, that we deal with, and we are really trying to be as safe as we possibly can. Some of the other things that we deal with, we see a lot of mold. Um, Crawl spaces, attics, basements, especially on the vacant properties. Some of the uh, asbestos-related things like vermiculite insulation. What is vermiculite insulation? It is an insulation that is called vermiculite that looks like shiny cat litter that was basically mined in Usually the mine in Libby, Montana, that uh, vermiculite was mined in, is a very good insulation, maybe even the best. It's really darn hard for heat to pass through that and lose heat into your attic because vermiculite is so good. But it also has asbestos fibers in it, which is a shame. Um, And if you breathe those fibers in, it's because that vermiculite insulation was stirred up and that became airborne, which is friable, F-R-I-A-B-L-E, friable. That means airborne asbestos material. And that's where you, on TV sometimes, those annoying commercials from the um, uh, lawyers about asbestosis and lawsuits and all that kind of stuff, you, you have those. <clears throat> so that's, that's what I'm talking about. So you don't want to go in an attic and stir that stuff up. So we do deal with quite a bit of risks as home inspectors. So when you're paying your home inspector, remember you're paying a consultant to spend a couple, three hours with you to really do something that you don't think maybe is unsafe, but we open places, we go in places. If we stick our head in an attic in the dark and then turn our flashlight on, you say, oh my gosh, what's up there? What's up there? Well, there, there could be stuff up there. Um, I'd rather find some super 
duper baseball card collection that nobody's seen for a long time, but unfortunately I've never seen stuff like that. Uh, but I have seen live raccoons in attics, I've seen bats, I've seen snakes, snakeskins, uh, squirrels, mice, um, and I have even encountered some inspectors who have dealt with finding dead bodies of human and had one uh, in a place where somebody had committed suicide. There's, there's just lots of things in houses that you don't expect to encounter or see. Um, I have gone into one place where somebody was definitely really in the middle of doing drugs and those are very tricky situations where you have to weigh your options and make decisions based on the information that's in front of you. So when you're in somebody else's residence, when you're in a, uh, behind closed doors at a, at a house or a property, apartment building, condo, whatever it may be, we do um, do something that is uh, worthwhile and help you reduce your risk. We take on those risks ourselves in doing that inspection. So danger, danger, young Will Robinson. Uh, but if I remember right, uh, young Will Robinson did survive the lost in space. They were found and all's good. And um, that being said, I really appreciate you listening and taking these things into consideration. And definitely don't skip your home inspection. Definitely attend your home inspection. And hopefully things go well with you in your in your either a primary residence or a investment property home hunting and until the next episode this has been the successful home ownership show with your host richard mckenzie and thank you for listening